right, everybody, welcome back. Socially Connected 360, number 17 is in the house. Um, you know, to have 17 guests uh, in this year, uh, we just started our podcast, is exciting. Um, tonight, uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest, uh, community leader, someone who has struggled and overcome struggle, uh, and it continues to give back to his community. Reverend Daniel Blunt is in the house. Um, and we're going to have a great conversation, man. And, and our goal is to, a lot of people know him. Um, I've known him for several years now, worked together in some initiatives. Uh, but those that don't know, uh, he's still out there working um, behind the scenes, quietly. Sometimes he, he gets caught in the act. So we're excited to have him on number 17, starting now. everybody welcome back welcome back socially connected 360 number 17 yes folks 17 guests this is a very special guest today someone near and dear to me uh someone i've worked with in the community someone i really look up to uh a mentor of mine uh we worked together the last several years here in the lehigh valley uh, i'm so excited because he, he you're gonna get to know somebody today um a lot of people know him anyways, but you're going to get if you don't know him, you're going to get to know uh, overcoming struggle, life after struggle, community leadership. I mean, a lot, a lot of different things. Someone who is still giving back uh, after all these years. Reverend Dan Blunt, how are you doing? How you doing, sir? How's everything going? Uh, Mr. Garcia, I am blessed uh to be here on 360 man number 17 thank you very much for the invite uh me and my family are doing very well thank you much for asking yeah and and so and so i saw you um i as you know in my government job i don't talk about my government job too much uh here but i saw you uh last week and i said to myself i gotta i gotta get reverend blood on the show and i was talking about an initiative we did uh several years it was going on and yes. we're going to talk about that later on in the show but like i said man i told you i wanted to have you on i'm excited <laughs> to have you here it's an honor uh so let's get right into it man um you you're you're a gentleman uh who's been through a lot uh you you talk about it a lot of times when i hear you speak uh, you're a great speaker um and so so let's talk about man early life. So so where did you grow up and and you know tell us a little bit about your early life. Well, um, I uh, lived in, in I was born in Virginia Beach uh, in 1955. Uh, we had a little farm that we grew up on, and we were uh, some farms have everything. This farm was a little bit lack lacking, <laughs> but nevertheless. <laughs> Uh, my grandmother, who we were living with, she did everything that, and my grandfather, they did everything that they possibly could to take care of us. Um, you know, we would get up in the morning and um, we might have uh, oatmeal uh, and taking um, 
peanut butter and jelly biscuits, homemade biscuits wrapped in paper, newspaper or bags to school. Uh, it was somewhat embarrassing, but nevertheless, man, it was a thing that uh, uh, wrapping uh, wax paper and you're using um, bag paper. And that I am not ashamed of that at all, man. That is just the way we grew up. Um, growing up in Virginia Beach, it was it was rough for me uh, only because uh, my family, my my immediate family, uh, they loved me. But nevertheless, um, I was close with a so-called friend, a cousin of mine that I thought was a friend. And uh, he ended up, I don't know if I should bring this in or not, but I'm not ashamed of it because it's something that happened. Uh, uh, he asked me if I wanted to go hunting with him. I, I went hunting with him. Uh, he, he, he pulled out a bowie, a bowie knife and a, a, a bow and arrow. And um, when he let me look at the bow and arrow, he went behind me, covered my mouth, and he raped me. But um, it was very, it was, it was, it was troubling. And he threatened to kill my parents and whatnot. And so I never said anything, man, uh, until I went to jail. Believe it or not. Uh, but uh, we'll get to that later on too. But nevertheless. Uh, that's when I first shared that incident. But then once I was uh, 10 years old, we moved up here in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And it was like, uh, man, it was like a lifesaver uh, from the standpoint of getting everything that you need. You wasn't as poor as you were. And it, it helped us uh, be the people that we are or, or the men and women that we uh, in my family that we grew up to be. Um, I went to school at uh, Jefferson uh, uh, Elementary. Uh, then I went over to Horn. I went to Central <laughs> Elementary. And I went to Rob uh, Allen for a year. And then I went to Deeroff. <laughs> and I finished up at Deeroff. But uh, uh, growing up in Allentown was an experience. Yeah. I mean, man, I, I if a lot of people, you know, I guess after so many years and, and, and trying to help people um, just for you to even speak of what happened to you as a young person um, is going to help people. And you already know this. I don't have to preach to you, but because you told your story, I'm sure before, um, but there's somebody watching today that, that maybe was victimized um, in a similar fashion. And so I want to, I want to say thank you to you that you were courageous enough to, to, to share that with us. Um, you know, I, I always look up to you as a strong man. You remind me of my dad. <laughs> you remind me of my dad. And so, and so for you to share that, man, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Um, right. You know, and, and your story is powerful. Uh, you know, even obviously going through all that, it's just, I can't imagine uh, that you would yeah. you know, have somebody so close to you and they would victimize you. And there's somebody watching this or somebody's going to watch this. Listen, uh, I'm the pastor of Reverend will tell you, uh, stay strong report it, um, come talk to us. Um, you, many of you know where I work at and we'll right. help you, you know, come talk to the Reverend, you know, tell somebody, you know, sure. because, you know, we think it's important, um, obviously that, that, that these people uh, are held accountable 
And, um, you know, and it's not a thing that we do. So, um, but we have some things in common. Uh, I was yes. in Virginia beach, uh, right. because of my military service, I was a station right. folks. So I lived there for 13 years. You know, I grew, I grew up in Allentown. Uh, I, I'm a canary. I, I support <laughs> Darif. My son goes to Darif. Um, uh, so, so we have all those things in common and, uh, we, and we have another thing in common, uh, which is something that, uh, you know, we b- both have, uh, used, uh, in the last several years is basketball. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't shy away from these young kids, man. We're, <laughs> we're willing to take them on and, and they think they got us. And, and, you know, we, we end up, uh, you know, holding our own, uh, yes. but, uh, over down at Valenia. But so, so let's talk a little bit about that. So you mentioned, um, you know, just the struggling. So, so tell us a little bit of how you tried to overcome that struggle. So you moved to Allentown, um, were there some struggles in Allentown after that, or uh, when you get here uh, as an adult, as a young adult? Man, you know, there are, there are many, many, many struggles, man. Um, once again, uh, when we moved to Allentown, we didn't have everything that we, you know, that everyone else had, but we had love. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once you're outside of the house, man, you begin to do things uh, that your peers do more so than what you were taught at home. And so uh, uh, we had, we had, we had uh, uh, lunch breaks, uh, uh, whereas you had a uh, time to eat a snack. And so we didn't have snacks at home. So we would go to this store, me and my cousin, uh, I'm not going to call his name, but he knows who he is. <laughs> uh, we used to go to this store on Cleveland street, man. And we used to steal these candy cakes man and we used to put them up our sleeves and walk out you know yeah yeah but yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 once I got through uh, elementary school like I said I played basketball at, at uh, Rob Junior High School uh, did pretty good went to Allen played JV there did mm-hmm. fairly well and then I went to Deerhoff, and I, I, I think I, I could have done better if the coach, if the coach had trusted me more, uh, because I, I think I was a, I know I was the best guard on the whole team, but I was too fancy at the time. You know, I was Magic Johnson before Magic, <laughs> and uh, he didn't like that, and so um, he would only put me in when we were down. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, 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 um, all those things, man, uh, they, they, they made me a bit bitter. Um, as I got out into the world, man, um, I went to the service and uh, I didn't stay there. Uh, they gave me a general discharge for not being able to cope. Um, and so when I came home, I started doing other things like gambling, uh, hustling and, you know, uh, Pimping, if one would say, I um, went through that and I abused a lot of people during that time. And because of the hurt that, you know, uh, I learned now that hurt people hurt people. Mm. And so when I think about uh, all the the things that happened to me previously and my adulthood, as I began to hurt other people, I now see uh, somewhat of a reasoning why I might have done it. Uh, I'm not, and I'm not too sure if I'm on point, but I'm pretty close. But at any rate, um, I, I, I dealt with that for a while, man. And uh, 
all the hustle and bustle of life of trying to make it and, you know, being someone that, you know, trying to be someone uh, that you weren't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because uh, we become uh, products of our environment. And pretty much that's what I did because all I knew was pimps, whores, hustlers. That's all I knew growing up. And uh, I was out in the street at the age of 14, 15, you know, hustling, you know, uh, learning how and and got pretty, <laughs> pretty good at it. But nevertheless, man, it was all these were things that I thought I was. And, and then I didn't find out later on that I wasn't that person. And so, uh, like I said, I got out of the service. Um, I, I went through the spiel of, of, of life. And I mean, life that was tore up, man. I was really messed up as an individual. Uh, but there's one thing that I can always remember, uh, 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 Mr. Garcia, is that I always helped people. I remember these people who came from Costa Rica, didn't have a place to live. It was a lady and a man, and they um, needed a place to stay. And so I started working at the prison as a CO, and I had them stay at the house. They didn't have to pay rent, just clean and babysit. Um, And they did that for quite a few years, and uh, it worked out pretty good. And I might be putting a cart before the horse in some of these things, and I don't want to backtrack, but uh, when I look at my life, man, and and, and uh, I was I was hurt, and I hurt people. Mm. And I, when I uh, after I spent, well, I'm gonna let you talk, and then it'll lead me to my next point, maybe. No, no, no. I mean, you're good because I, I think it's important that people understand the true perspective of it. You know, uh, what you're saying is um, what what happens to a lot of people that redeem or, uh, you know, make have a, a, a not necessarily a great comeback, but a, a comeback, you know, yeah. um, for those that that hurt people. I mean, I think we all hurt people, first mm-hmm. of all. Um, there's different levels, obviously. Right. But there's always time and there's always uh, as long as you're on this earth. And this is why this show is extremely important to me, because um, we hurt people, but we can always come back and try to do better and 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 even reach those people that we hurt, uh, per se, and and, you know, apologize or 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 even with our community work. And that's exactly what I wanted to get into now, because. Uh, you have mentioned this. So, so you, you end up doing all these things, you're hurting people, you end up in prison. Um, you, um, you are, you are admitting that, that, you know, obviously you're, you're this person that you don't, that you thought you were, but you're really not. Um, and then, so how did you transition from that, uh, that struggle to overcoming that struggle to now becoming the community leader that you are today? What happens? Where's the shift? Is there a shift that you remember? What I, Did you, what I, what I, what I learned, man, is that you have to have a a heart to want to do better. Mm. Um, when I went, when I went to, when I went to jail, man, um, and I'll say this until the day I die, and I want God to really open me up to it because a lot of people believe that I actually did a crime uh, to go to jail for that ten years. 
Uh, there was a guy, there was a, 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 quite a few people on my case, but, and they all got life. And the one young man got out. And I always look at the fact that he got out for him to tell the truth about me, which he has. And so um, doing 10 years for a crime, you, you didn't commit, man. You, you learn to adjust to life in its worst way. Um, <clears throat> you deal with what you have to deal with, man. Like I said, coming up the way I came up, man, made me so strong. When I, when I ended up in jail, man, leaving all my kids out here and uh, that was one of the roughest parts of my life, man. When you, when you can say that a person was bringing drugs into the prison, the very place that pays your mortgage, uh, take care of your children, and for them to say that I brought drugs in there for someone that I know I did not do, it's, it's heart-wrenching. So when I got arrested uh, March, March 1st, 1995 at 5.45 in the morning, 4.45 in the morning. Uh, I, uh, I, I, they gave me my papers and I see um, the United States versus Daniel P. Blunt. Man, I said to myself, me against the world. Wow. And, uh, 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 I thought that I was going to go home because I knew I didn't have anything to do with it, but you know, when you don't know law and uh, they give you all these threats, you know, you're going to get life, this, that, and the other. And, and it's, it's a terrible thing. But if you just think about the federal system and them talking about uh, their conviction rate being so high and they're so proud of it, they shouldn't be proud of something that's 98.9% uh, conviction rate and say that it's something that they did. No, it's it's. It's really ugly the way that they do things. They don't give you, they, they don't have to have the, the, whatever they accuse you of, they don't have to have, the, well, my case was drugs. They don't have to have no drugs, no nothing, just a conversation from uh, a person. And that person is already doing 25 years, but he can put a guy like me who's never done any time and put me in jail because of what he says. And that's, and pretty much that's the way it went. And I, 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 I'm done with it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let that go. But in my incarceration time, man, I told you, that's the time that I let go of pretty much because I fought, I fought my whole time there to get out, but I, I never got no relief. So I found myself after about two years saying, okay, I got to do something. I got a job. Um, uh, you know, and, and playing sports was another thing. Reading was another thing. And then I uh, got tired of just being there. So I, I started doing um, a, a course out of uh, Cypress College. And um, I ended up getting my associate's degree through them. Mm. But like I said, man, I, we would have men's group. And that's when I told them about my time of being raped. But nevertheless, man, you don't do that in jail. But I did because God was with me and I knew he was with me. Not that I was tough or anything, but God was with me through the whole thing, man. And so I began to read God's word, man, and study his word. And uh, 
I started living it out in there, which is very easy. When you're in jail, it's easy to live God's word. It's easy. You have no, uh, you don't have the same temptation. And so going through that 10 year period, man, I found myself uh, doing all the things that I needed to do, work, uh, uh, write letters, uh, do my do my education and uh, go home. But uh, what happened was uh, a, a guy who I knew was crying every night about leaving his wife and coming to jail. And this is what got me back to praying, uh, Mr. Garcia. It got me back to praying with him, reading the word with him, him getting stronger and me, he left and I ended up getting even stronger in God's word. And so uh, uh, the first time I preached was in prison and it was uh, awesome because everybody was fighting on the compound and I preached on love and wow, man, it was just phenomenal. And uh, so when I, when I got done with my time, I told God that I was gonna do five things and I have them written down somewhere. I said, I'm gonna get my household saved. I'm going to work until I can't work no longer. I'm going to see if I can get all the churches to come together as one and stop living this life of hypocrisy by uh, uh, um, saying that they're friends, they love each other, but yet not hanging out together. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about not just the black church, I'm talking about but the Hispanic, the white, that is the Sunday is the worst prejudice day on earth. Because if God said that we're one in him, then we should act like it and come together. Uh, I should be able to go and visit your church, whether it's white, purple, green, or what have you, and vice versa. But those things don't happen. And, and so I'm still working on that. Um, uh, and there was a few more things that I, I, I had made up my mind that I was going to do. But the main one was never to leave God, was to always stay faithful to him. Now, that's where I am today. I am home. I'm free. I have a beautiful wife. I have a home. I have everything that God has blessed me with, but not without me putting the work in. Mm -hmm. Don't expect going to drop something out of the sky. If it, all you Christians out there who are listening to me, don't expect God to drop nothing out of the sky. You're going to have to put your work forth, but you're going to also have to allow God's word to go before that. And that way, God blesses. You know, it's amazing because um, there's somebody going to be watching this show today that is, that is either facing some difficult times Um or in the future will face difficult times. And, and what I, what I caught from what you said, and I do it as well. Uh, and I know other folks that do it. You set, you set some goals and you challenge yourself. Um, and I think when you do that, um, obviously, and, and you, you're doing it, you know, you through religion, through God. And, and uh, I mean, it, that, that sets it to a higher, a higher standard, a higher bar. Uh, and the fact that you were hungry to, to do all those things, you were, probably, you were probably tired of living this life um, right. where you were struggling. You know, you want, right. you want stability. You want, uh, you want to have a family. You want to have a home, you know, yeah, all yes. those things for some people, 
It happens quicker for some right. people. It happens later on in life. Um, so I commend you on that. And I we could see it in your work today. So the community work that you're doing today, I saw you last uh, this past week. Um, I didn't think I was going to see you You're on 7th Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Linden. Um, you actually were handing out um, food. food for the homeless. Yes. And I was just riding the bike up and, yes. and I was like, oh, Reverend Blunt, how you doing? I haven't seen you because of COVID-19. Right. You know, we don't sure. get together. Sure. Um, so how how the community work? Uh, is it through your church? Is it uh, by, uh, twofold through your church and personally? Um, how, how does that come about? You know, um, I worked at a place called Queen City. Um, riding in my truck all day gave me time to just talk to God. And I'm, I'm going to, man, listen, I'm not telling you God said something in my ear and all that other stuff. You know, God spoke to me and uh, no, yes. God did speak to me, but God spoke to me, not in my ear. He spoke to me in my heart. And so what happened first, uh, 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 Mr. Garcia, is that I started feeding people out of my own pocket from 2008 until COVID. Mm. And... Uh, Right before COVID, well, I knew this lady. Let me back up a little bit. Um, before I became a pastor or anything, I started feeding people, right? And I knew that that was, I didn't know what it was. I just started doing it uh, because I knew I wanted to do something to give back to the community. And uh, Man, I started doing that, and God began to open doors, man, where I met, uh, uh, well, Pastor Haley, uh, as I joined the church, he, he, he uh, licensed me as a minister, um, and, I, and, I, and I, I taught Bible study, and with the kids, I uh, had uh, Child, uh, children's church with the children, uh, me and a guy named uh, Pastor Malone. And uh, that was wonderful. And one thing just led to another man as to uh, uh, me becoming this uh, uh, community activist. Uh, as, I, as, I, as I did those things and took care of the people the best that I could, I ran into um, Madeline and her sister, uh, Maria, and uh, Pastor Labib uh, from EGMI, and uh, man, those people, I started going to school with them, and uh, Pastor Labib saw something special in me, and uh, after about two years there, he said that uh, he was going to ordain me as a pastor and a, a, a chaplain of, uh, of missions, mm. and, and which he did, and so uh, that gave me the credentials that I needed to do the marriages in which I wanted to do, the, uh, the, the weddings, uh, the baptisms, uh, all the things that a pastor was able to do. I didn't want to be a pastor just to say I'm a pastor. You know, when you say that God has called you to pastor, and once you get ordained, man, that's the time you have to roll up your sleeves and go to work. 
And so that's what I did. I, I went to work thereafter and I ended up meeting another lovely lady. Her name is Miss Bobby Mann and Miss Bobby is God sent everything that I needed for food uh, to put the food in. And I mean, she supplied my every need, uh, you know, and it helped me get better at the things that I was doing. And then once COVID hit, we had to start doing things different. We had to start making the food at home or either in the church and putting them all in a shell and then taking them out on the street. We couldn't have food open because of COVID. But when, once that happened, I met, uh, well, I always knew Pastor Charlene Smalls, but her and I started working on the street. And so she introduced me to the people from Ripple and uh, I met so many other lovely people, man. And uh, 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 we just started feeding. We, I told Charlene, why stop because of COVID? You know, let's do take the precautions we needed to take, but yet take care of the people because they still needed it irregardless, you know? And so that's what we've been doing ever since. And as of late, um, I've, I've had a, a blessing man. They asked me to come aboard at Ripple and be uh, a pastor with them. And so I'm a pastor at Ripple and I have my, well, I guess later on, I'll tell you the rest. But anyway, <laughs> they asked me to come on board with them. I've been working with them for the last, uh, since COVID, but I, I started working with them at the church uh, maybe four or five, six months ago. And they allowed me to preach every third Sunday. And once they gave me the job, now I preach every third Sunday now. And so all this opens a door, man, for me to broaden the horizon that God has for me. He says that his gift will make room for you and bring you before great and mighty men. And so when I look at that, I run into great guys like yourself, uh, uh, <laughs> Representative Peter Schreier, Mike Schlossberg, uh, Representative of, and the mayors who's been here, and the chief of police, uh, uh, Chief Roken now, uh, 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 Chief G before he left. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fitzgerald, man, I mean, he was a heaven sent. I have no idea what happened, but I'll tell you what, we missed out on a gym with him. We we literally missed out on a gym. And um, it was it's, it's just so good that you can run into those people and those people now, they pull you into their circle, so to speak, and you know, uh, uh, it's it, it feels good to not to look down at yourself, but now you can look up. Wow. And here's another thing, man. I don't have to stand on nobody's shoulders to put them down to make myself look good. All mm -hmm. I have to do, man, is continually do what God has called for me to do. And I have been blessed ever since then. Yeah. And, you know, uh, for me, I get a lot of people and I'm sure you do, too. Uh, they're like, hey, man, how can I get involved and how can I, you know, I, I see you're so active and you're doing all these things. And and what happens is it's like you said, you start getting involved. You start meeting different people because you're there. You're the, the, the most important thing is to be present. Right. If you're Hello. present, 
Yes. And you're there. Yes. Then that's when the, the, the balls start rolling and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. And then sometimes you feel like, man, my plate is overflowing. Overflowing. <laughs> yes. Yes. So so we see that you're doing all of that. And then so you had mentioned it now. Um, so you start this program um, and I only have a couple more questions, but you start okay. this program. Um, cops meet block. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is years i mean we're talking eight nine maybe ten years um before all the issues uh started to come to light right there was issues before they came to light we know that sure, um, sure. it's just now with social media and the media uh and rightfully so because there there are police officers out there that shouldn't be police officers right, right? just a reality right. just like there's pastors and there's nurses yes um, exactly mm. there but before it started to become i don't want to say mainstream but it started to get out a lot. Um, you start this program. So you kind of like leading your, I, I, I almost thought when I saw the program, I'm like, you know, now looking back now, I'm like, man, he, he knew something like he knew that there was going to be some type of major struggle or there there's this, there's this friction and you, you, so tell us about that, man. Cosme block. how does that come about? Remember I told you that I, 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 I worked for Queen city electrical mm-hmm. supply. I drove my truck every day. And I had time to talk to God. And you, um, you hear all these things that are going on in all these other states, cops abusing uh, 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 well, pretty much uh, minorities, uh, people look like myself. Uh, uh, and so I asked God, well, what could I possibly do to possibly make it better in Allentown. Uh, uh, and maybe as, as it grows in Allentown, maybe we can take it further. But the reality of it all is that God, God put it in my heart and he even gave me the name, man. Cops meet block, it's time to unite. And, and when I, I wrote it down, as soon as it went to my heart. And so what happened was, uh, 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 Chief Fitzgerald was uh, the uh, was the chief at the time, so I had a shirt made, and it had cops meet block on it. I still have. I don't know if I put Fitzgerald on the back of the blunt. I might have put blunt on it, but anyway, <laughs> but anyway, I took it up to him and I and I, I told him what I wanted to do, and he said, "Hey, I don't have to think about it anymore." Uh, 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 he said, get with my liaison person and we'll get her done. And at the time, uh, 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 Officer Cruz was it. And Officer Cruz and I, we got together and uh, the people that I knew, uh, like Pastor Maria and other people, we got together and uh, we had this basketball, we came up with this basketball thing and we cops against the, the the community and then we mixed it up so it would get even better and so that came that came from god man i'm i i kid you not i i just asked god for something to do to make it better between police and community and that's and that's the very thing that came to heart now um as we did it for quite a few years, uh, it got worse with uh, cops killing blacks. Uh, 
And people say, well, all lives matter, but it wasn't everybody getting killed. It was our kids, man, you know? And, and I dare you to say that we're using a race card because none of your children are getting killed, but our children, all black kids, it seems. I didn't hear too many, a, a couple of Hispanics, but I didn't hear no white people getting killed by police officers, man. As a matter of fact, I saw them doing ruthless things that they should have been killed, but uh, shot or tased and nothing happened. But uh, 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 I, I dare people to say that uh, Black Lives Matter uh, stems from racism. No, it stems from our, yes, I believe all lives matter. I know all lives matter because all lives matter to me. I don't, I, I, when I go to the park, I don't look at a, a Valenia as a black park. I look at it as a public park that black folk happen to be. Mm -hmm. The reality, man, is that we have to just, let's start being true with ourselves and about what's really going on. You know, because if we can't be true with ourselves, man, then uh, we deceive ourselves and we become dumbfounded. And so my thing is that, man, let's look at life for what it is and be honest about what you see and then uh, speak on it. Because if you say that you care about what's happening to our Black uh, use, then don't sit back and say nothing because you're just as bad as a person Who's, who, who's doing it because you're not saying anything. And so uh, when, that's, when, when the heat rose with that, I just backed off of cop's meat block for a while because I didn't want any friction. You know, because if, if we had kept it up, just, just think, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have materialized into anything uh, nice. And yeah. so uh, I think, I know in my heart of hearts, and we've talked about it. Uh, cops meet block is on the horizon. Yeah. I, I see it coming back. Yeah. And again, and again, you know, these, this is this show right here. Um, obviously, I have a government job, but this is SC360 and we're going to keep it real. You know, the reality is that there's a lot of stuff that we have to work on. Right. Whether it's the community, whether it's law enforcement, uh, whether it's church, church, I mean, we all have to get better. And yes. for me, uh, cops me block, in my opinion, because of, you know, having it for so many years, something we looked forward to, a lot of police officers were involved. Um, it built those relationships. So it was part of Allentown um, not being part of that national narrative. Per right. Se. Um, I am sure that some things have happened that we don't know about. Let's, course, just, let's, just, be, let's just be real. Yes. Um, however, I know that Cosme Block and along with other organizations and other initiatives and other events that have helped bridge the gap. Uh, and, and, and again, there's still a lot of work to be done. But yes. I know with the Cosme Block, with the basketball, the cookouts, yeah. all the food. Uh, I know you came out one year. You started. You you had awards for for so many folks that were involved yes. for so many years. I got a community award out of out of uh, Cosme Block that I didn't expect. Um, you know, I'm always <laughs> there just trying to have fun with all of you and and show you yeah. that 
that there are police officers out there, that there are law enforcement out there uh, that care. Um, yeah. And that you as a community leader are willing to uh, organize this entire because it's a big deal. Yes. So if you know, if anybody's watching this right now, get together uh, with Minister Blunt, get together with us, the community unit. Um, and, and if you want to donate or you want to help and in whatever fit, fashion, like, like the, Rev, like the Reverend said, man, uh, it's probably going to come back. Uh, I, no solid date. I, I can't talk on that. That has to be talked with, uh, with the administration and you, but, but I, I really love the program. Yes. Um, I think uh, it was great for us again right. to bridge those gaps. So I want to say thank you. I miss playing ball with all of you. Uh, as you know, uh, we always had a little uh, talking smack. So with the DJ, we had DJs. I mean, it got yes. so big, yes. and the kids would they, listen. This is this is the great part about it. So I would I would be around because you know I did the youth the youth stuff, and uh, and the kids in the schools. Hey man, when are we doing cops meet block again? Right. Man, I want to play basketball, and I'm like, hey, it's coming back every year, every summer. So hopefully we'll get it back. Obviously, COVID nineteen played a role, but you're yeah. right. Uh, the national narrative was was really hot for a while, and right. um, and rightfully so. And and hopefully now we can just get back to business. But right. um, let me say this. Let me say this as well. Um, Anybody who have any ideas uh, pertaining to Cops Meat Block, how we can make it uh, more fruitful for everyone, uh, 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 the community and even the police officers, if you have input, uh, 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 let's go. Uh, we're going to put this thing on paper, man, because I have a, uh, I have a ministry called uh, Take, Flight, Take Flight Ministries. Mm -hmm. And that cops meet block is going to come up under that umbrella. I'm waiting on my 5013C, but it's always it's going to come up under that umbrella as well. But in the meantime, uh, anybody who have any uh, pertinent information that can help it to become better and bigger, uh, let's do so because it's it's this isn't mine. This is ours, and and I, and I want us all to be a part of it. And I love Valenia. Um, Valenia is perfect spot. I yes. love that you do it every year there. I one year you brought a bouncy house. I know for three or four years in a row that was giving t-shirts out. Yeah. And like I said, it's a great event. And 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 like I said, that's why I like uh, I want people to know who you are because right. people need to know. And I know you don't like to get the notoriety. That's not what you're here for. But yeah. but I want to make sure with socially connected 360 connecting people 360 degrees on social media. Um connecting people with folks like you because you're going to do more initiatives. You're going to, you're part of ripple. You're part of, you know, giving out free food. You're part of uh, uh, being a pastor and doing community work. So people know, Hey, I mean, I know a lot of people know you, but there's some folks that might not know, you know, uh, and they're willing to work with you. So two more questions, two more questions. Uh, one that I always ask my guests, um, one piece of advice that you would give 19 year old Dan Blunt, if you could. Okay. Uh, let, let me say this first. Uh, I want to say thank you to uh, uh, Officer Stanko for all that he's done for Cops Meet Block as well. And uh, Officer Cruz, yourself, uh, 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 and all the chiefs that, that helped out as well. I, I, I just really, want to really, say that I love you really guys. Canales. I appreciate you guys. Mele Canales came out the last couple of years and helped out too. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. And so, and so I don't want to leave anyone out, but the reality, I just want you to know that I appreciate you and whatever, whatever you can do in the future, please don't give up on us. Just help us out when it comes, when it comes back. Absolutely. Now, what can, what 
what what can I say to 19-year-old Daniel Blunt? I would say, knucklehead, stop. All the negativity, all the things that doesn't matter. People talking about you. You trying to be someone that you're not. Um, get into the word of God. Let God tell you who you are. Because that's the only way we find out who we are, uh, uh, Mr. Garcia. Uh, uh, number two, I would, I would tell Daniel Blunt, um, you should have never left the army. You should have stayed there uh, because life would have been much more pleasant, I'm sure, if I hadn't gotten killed over there. But nevertheless, that or either I would tell Danny, if he wasn't going to go to college, to truly find a career in that machines Computers can't take auto mechanics, driving truck. Uh, uh, if you're called to pastor, then pastor. Uh, all the things that a machine can't take, I would tell him, uh, if you're not going to college, to grab a, a hold of a career. Go to school for a career. Maintain it. Do the best you can with your community. Find a wife, have kids, live happily ever after. And that's, <laughs> my, my friends, that is what a 19-year-old Dan Blunt from today need, needed to hear. Yes. He needed to hear, you needed to hear this. Take this. This is from a man that's been in this earth for a long time, that has struggled, that has lived uh, the mistakes or the, the bad decisions or the indecisions or the negativity or folks talking and, and just immaturity, all those ones, all those things that we all have. Yes. But take these words, if you're listening to this today, if you're feeling those things, take those words, man. Find the thing that you want to do. If 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 it's like like the Reverend said, if it's a, or a pastor, you know, if you want to pastor, you want to do um, you know, do some community work, whatever the case may be, um, you got to stay with it. If you're gonna be in the military, stay with it because time just keeps going by. Uh, so a a 19 year old Dan Blunt had to hear that today. So I appreciate I appreciate you. It's something that I, I always ask my guests because there's some there's a 19 year old that might or 20 25 or whatever the case may be a young person that needs to hear these things, um, and we don't talk about it enough, right? Um, yes. So thank you so much for that. One more question, actually two more, but. So you, so you mentioned the other day, and I, and I never said anything, but I always noticed it. So you're always wearing bright clothes. And I will tell you this. You're always matching. I don't care if it's a red hat with a red shirt. And that's why you remind me of my dad. And red sneakers. But you always, I, I, I don't know if you have like a, a, you know how they have Barbie closets for women? You, you got a, you got a, you must have a, clay, a Ken closet. <laughs> <laughs> with all the hats you probably got hats stacked you probably have hats you haven't even worn in the last five years that, that are brand new but uh so so tell us that why why you why you you always being the bright one you, you know man you're with this week man must be about you know how i dress but I, i'll tell you I, I, there was a homeless guy told me today he said uh pastor he says you have on brown uh, you normally have a, a, your sneakers match your shirt and your hat, and we always know that it's you. Uh, my, my, my granddaughter, I took a picture with the other day. She said, uh, Papa, 
whenever I look over, I can tell you by your colors, <laughs> you know? And so why? Um, you know, I've always been one who loved to dress. Uh, from the time that I was able to buy my own clothes to match, um, I was inspired by my brother Charles and Donald Robinson. Those were the best dressed guys that I had ever saw. I always tried to emulate them. Uh, 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 I always wore um, those hot color suits as well, man. If you look at the, I know, hot, I know. I used, I the suits were the same way until, until my pastor said, hey, hey, you're a minister now, you have to tone it down with the suits. You know, your blues, your grays, your browns, stick with those, you know, but the other stuff, uh, maybe you should give it away. <laughs> but so I I, 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 I did. I uh, don't wear those bright suits anymore. But when I'm when I'm out and about, I, this is what I enjoy. I enjoy dressing. I enjoy coordinating uh, just to feel good about myself and hopefully make somebody else feel good. Yeah. And that's, what it, and that's what it's about, man. When you feel good, you do good. Uh, you look good. You feel like you look good. You feel good. Uh, yes. And it projects out to a lot of folks. So yes. I, that's great. I love it. I love I remember <laughs> becoming a detective for the first time uh, eight years ago or whatever it was. I just remember putting that suit on for the first time in, in that capacity and just feeling like a million dollars, man. I yes. feel I felt great. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I man, I just wanted to share that because, I, 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 again, we see the pictures. We see you out in the community. I love it. Keep being bright because you're being bright in your heart. You're being bright in your mind. You're being bright on the outside. I mean, it's just a light in the community right now. Thank you, sir. So, um, Thank you. so real quick, last question. Uh, where can folks find you if they want to work with you on an initiative or they have an idea or they, they want to give back to the community? Where can folks find you? You can find me at Ripple um, on, on Franklin and Franklin and, and Turner Street or on uh, or at FCI uh, RCI. I'm sorry. Uh, it's a uh, off branch of Ripple. Uh, it's a place that uh, all the people who don't have a place to stay, there's a place for them to come, get a meal, relax, enjoy their day, warm, get warm. You know, we just don't have beds and whatnot for them to stay, but uh, RCI, uh, R RCI, you can find me there. You could also, you could also find me at uh, brotherblunt326 uh, at yahoo.com um, and uh, um, Take Flight Ministries is something of my own that I hold dear to my heart and you're gonna hear more about that later on. And my phone number is 484-554-6730. You're welcome to call me. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I think that whenever a pastor is, when you're a pastor, you always give people a way to reach out to you for whatever reason. And so my phone number, you can have as well. Uh, and we'll and we'll put all that in the description. Uh, I want to say thank you again, man. It's been an honor to have you on my podcast number seventeen. Like I said, man, you're someone that I've seen work. Um, you have a powerful story, a powerful comeback, um, and I would I can't wait to see what we have in store after COVID. Now that we're kind of, I mean, we're kind of struggling again with it, but but yes. we're going to get back into to doing all the things we've always done before. 
uh, with God's will. And I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart of being on my show. Hey, sir. I, hey, you are very welcome. I am I'm blown away, number one, that you even asked me. But uh, thank you very much. Um, but this is what I need the people to do uh, sincerely is to pray for each other. Um, I am so tired of everyone using this word, I love you, I love you, I love you. And they absolutely do nothing about it. Love is an action word, you know, it's a verb, it does something, it moves. And so let's not stop saying I love you and start showing people that you love them more. You know, it's, it's, it's most important and pray, pray, Pray for our communities. Pray for uh, our police officers and our, 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 our government, our, our presidents. Pray like you've never prayed before. Because during this COVID time, God is telling everybody something. And I believe that with all my heart, uh, he sent plagues before. If you look in Deuteronomy, you see all the plagues that he sent. I've never seen a plague before now. So God is saying something, and I know he's saying, it's time that you get right with me. You know, my son died for you, and he loved you, and I loved you enough to give my only begotten son for you. And so if you accept him, you'll see him, whoever has gone to heaven, you'll see them again. And so pray for us, pray for uh, Mr. Garcia, pray for myself and my family, pray for his family. I mean, we just need prayer. You know, pray, pray, pray. And and I love you guys. Truly, if you don't believe it, try me. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right, folks. Number 17. There you have it, folks. You got to show a little bit more love. Got to do a little bit more prayer. Reach out to Minister Dan Blunt out here in the community, Lehigh Valley, Allentown. He's with Ripple. He's with RC1, I believe it was. Um, and we're going to have everything in the description. There you have it, folks. Number 17 in the books. God bless you. Take care.